The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight. Coach, what's going on? Not much, Daryl. Here in Nashville, still traveling. Hey, that's a beautiful thing, Coach. You're always seeing some part of the country every week. Got to love that. But, Coach, what do you think about Charlie Weiss, man? He got fired again. You know, um, he seemed like he just get a job, work for a couple years, get his buyout, and he's gone. You know, man, how much money has this guy made in the last seven years from um, f- from coaching and not coaching? <laughs> Hey, Coach, send me that $12 million. I'll be glad that not Coach. Yeah, you know, Charlie Weiss' overall record is, is 41 and 49. Not, not a very good record. And, and um, I was surprised to see him get the Notre Dame job, but everybody knows that he got that Notre Dame job because of Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady put him in a position to get that job, being the offense coordinator for the New England Patriots. And, and you know, sometimes we see these guys get these jobs, Coach, and they're really not worthy. They, they're, they're not good candidates for these jobs. They get these jobs on their reputation, and um, it's, it's just sad to see that here's another guy that got a job, got a few jobs. I mean, he got the Notre Dame job. I mean, cream dollar cream. We, this is a job every coach would, would love to have, you know, and he didn't do anything with that job. Um, went on to be the Kansas City Chiefs offense coordinator, then became the Florida Gators offense coordinator. That led him to get a, another head coaching job at Kansas where he was only there for two years, and he getting two years paid for doing nothing now. Well, Coach, the thing about it is, you know, you and I both know there's a complete different mentality between the professional coach and the college coach. You're you're dealing with guys in the pro ranks that you can be cut and dry and, you know, expect them to go out and do what they're supposed to do. The college kids, it's completely different. Now, I don't know if Charlie had that mentality. I'm not sure if he had a mentality. Um, he definitely didn't have the skills to deal to deal with this job because uh, his record reflect that, and um, the number of jobs he's had reflects that as well. It, it, it's it's I, I'm like I said, Coach. I think it's it's disappointing to the university for the seat that for them to look back and see what a mistake they made by hiring Charlie Weiss. You know, um, he just wasn't a worthy candidate. Um, I, I'll say that about him. And you, ha- and you hate to say it, but it's just like, 
uh, this week, everybody was talking to uh, Mac Brown and saying, was he going to get back into college coaching uh, now that he, you know he's been this year with uh, ESPN as a broadcaster because uh, you know he is at I guess he was at Texas like 18 years and at the end Texas really stunk it up and I think the game had kind of passed him up and I and I hope he stays as an analyst and and stays off the sidelines. Well, coach, you know. Um... I, 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 I somewhat disagree because we look at Mac Brown and a lot of people think he's, he's an old guy. And we look at Pete Carroll, who just won the Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. And Pete Carroll and Mac Brown are the same age, coach. And, and well, you know, I'm, maybe Mac Brown just carries his a little different. But I really think that um, a, a new atmosphere might be very good. For uh, for Coach Brown and I'd love to see him um, um, stick his foot back in there and and go for it again. Um, I, I think he'll make a good coach somewhere. It's a lot of colleges need a good coach, and you're looking at one right there in Kansas. They're going to need a good coach, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him back in the coaching ring um, next year. Well, Coach, you know I, I met both those guys that you just happened to bring up. I met Matt Brown when he was at Tulane, and he was starting off, and I was starting off. And then I met Pete Carroll at a clinic years ago, and their dynamics are different. They're, you know, even when Mac was winning well at Texas, I think he's a different kind of individual uh, than than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's got a lot of energy, and I think uh, that's what you have to have in 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 any kind of coaching, be it high school, uh, college, or professional. Energy is a big factor. I, I would agree, and um, you know, and maybe Mac Brown lost a little bit um, because he had a lot of pressure on him at Texas, and it, and it wasn't that long ago. Um, him and Vince Young led, led the Texas Longhorns to a national championship, and I, I just really think that um, the the boosters and they kind of got so used to the winning ways that he had. When he did fall off a little bit, it was a big fall. You know, a lot of people look at his record in his last few years and say it wasn't that good. But when you look at the records around the nation, it wasn't that bad. And uh, and we look at the job that he did and the, and the body of work that he did while he was there. I think it was a a good a good body of work. And um, especially when you compare it to people like Charlie Weiss. Yeah. Well, and, and how do you feel as an alumni and former player? at UM, uh, and uh, how they're playing now. <laughs> you know, Coach, um, you bring that up, and I was I was very fortunate enough to, to make it down to the game over the weekend to see University of Miami um, play Duke University at Sunlight Stadium, and, um, and it was a beautiful event on Friday night. We retired. Myrna Snyder, um, she's been at, with the program for 37 and a half years, five head coaches, and um, she's been the secretary for the football program for all, uh, for I think 33 of those 37 and a, 37 and a half years, and um, it, was, it was very special. Friday night, we had a banquet for her. On Saturday, we walked her onto the field halftime. A lot of the former players came back for this special event. I was there. Uh, a lot of the guys came back. 
But the Hurricanes won, and I know this was a big game for them. I mean, this took them back to having a 500 record for one thing. And Duke was undefeated, Coach. And Duke was undefeated. And and they and they pretty much um they led the game the entire game. I don't think Duke ever um um tied the score or or had the lead during the game. Um but I I I still look at it as like, hey, we're looking at Duke as a big game, a big victory. And nothing taking nothing away from the Duke program, but it still wasn't a Florida State or an Oklahoma or or Texas or 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 Florida Gators as, as far as I'm concerned of the of the past Florida Gators. So it was a it was a good win, but like I said, we didn't beat Oklahoma, we didn't beat a Nebraska, um, not even a Virginia Tech. Uh, we beat Duke. And Coach, well, you know you're saying that, but uh, you know look at Florida now. Well, we've been talking about coaches being on the hot seat. Will the Florida coach, or Will Mulchamp, will he keep his job? I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he will keep his job. You know, I, I just don't think so. Um, uh, you know, Coach Muschamp has, you know, you're talking about, um, you're talking about coaches and their demeanor. You know, we talk about Pete Carroll's demeanor, and we talk about um, um, Coach. Um, Coach of Texas, his Mac Brown, his demeanor. But when you look at the demeanor of of Will Muschamp, I mean, he he has he's one of those guys that actually thought that he can yell and fire and get people fired up, and that's what wins games. That's how it appeared to me, and I just don't think that's what coaches do now. Uh, we rally around people that talk to us, not people that yell at us. That's, I just don't. That's not a a big rally cry anymore for me. And uh, when I when I hear Pete Carroll, I don't hear him yelling and screaming. He's more of 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 conversing with his guys. And I think that's what um that's what this NFL and these these uh, these college athletes are about now. People that can talk to them and can relate to them, not yell and scream at them. And coach, I agree with you totally. I think that the game is past the stages of the Vince Lombardi eras. Or, or you know, and I played in those eras, and uh, where the where you never talked to the coach. You know, I, I I think I spoke ten words my whole high school career to the head coach. You, know, you just didn't do it. Uh, and then in college, the same way. Uh, and so it has changed so much, coach. You've got to have a relationship with those players now because it's completely different. It you know, as far as social media and all the other things that go into play or whether or not that kid's going to play ball for you. Yeah, you're right. You know, and and uh, and a lot of guys have, have not learned that lesson yet, Coach, that this yelling and screaming is not what it's all about. You know, um, but some people just, they, they never get it. And and I, I really look at, um, you know, we, we look at, at Jim Harbaugh, who's, you know, there's rumors about him, um, coming out of San Francisco that, you know, a story about Deion Sanders came out and said that the players are, are totally unhappy with with Harbaugh in um in San Francisco. Well Harbaugh fired back and and, and you expected him to. He came out right away right away and said, Hey, this is a bunch of crap and um no, there's nothing going on in San Francisco. 
You know, he's he had he has his team under control and everything is 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 fine. Well, coach, they don't look good on the field. You well, they won Saturday. They won Sunday, though. You know, well, a win is a big win in, in the NFL. Okay, I agree with you, Coach, but do they look like the 49ers of the past two years or the two years ago? I I, I don't think they do. No, I, I don't think they look like the 49ers of two years ago that went to the Super Bowl and got beat by um, by the Ravens. But uh, at the same time, they're not the same. They're not the 49ers of last year. You know, but oh, I, 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 I really think when when you reach the Super Bowl, you know, you got you got a not you don't even have to win the Super Bowl. When you reach the Super Bowl, you have a target on your back. And and San Francisco's had a target on their back for the last two years. And uh, and this year is no different. Um it might even be better for them this year to, to, to barely make it to the playoffs instead of going into the playoffs on fire and at high expectations. Because yeah. being in the, in the league they're in, you know, I, I I think they're going to struggle. Uh, I don't think you know, anybody over there is uh, going to beat Seattle too often. And uh, I'm not sure that they won't uh, fall to Seattle again. And I think, you know, if they end up being 10 and 6, I'll be surprised. Well, um, I, I could easily see them going 10 and 6. And, um, I, I definitely could see them making a wild card in that division. You know, but we're, we, while we're talking about head coaches, um, you remember Mike Singletary, the coach before Harbaugh? Right. You remember he um, he sent his, his, his best player, or maybe not his best player, but his, his number one draft pick into the locker room, told him he couldn't play with him, couldn't play for him. Um, you, do you remember this? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, answer. the kid Davis, the tight end. You know, yeah. and and he he's another example of how these yellow screamers are not producers in the NFL. You know, um, and 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 trust me, a lot of us came out before the season started, and we were almost just throwing the dirt over that Dallas Cow- on the Dallas Cowboys current coach. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and now he's yeah. three and one, and everybody's saying, "Hey, well." They don't think the Giants will be able to beat them. They don't think the Redskins, it's going to be between them and the Eagles. Now, I think it's too early yet for them to decide that, but you're exactly right. Everybody was throwing dirt on the Cowboys saying that they were done. Yes, and, and hey, and this guy Jared has, 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 has kept a really calm demeanor throughout this whole process. Oh, I agree. You know, uh, when you look at him, you know, uh, Jason Garrett has, has never been a yell and a screamer. When they were losing and and never barely making it to the playoffs, and then as soon as they got in the playoffs, they were, they were basically out without question. Jason Garrett has always pretty much kept a pretty mild demeanor throughout this whole thing, this whole process. And, and you got to respect that, and I think, I think guys respect a coach that um, – that can kind of hold the fort down without losing his mind and throwing and throwing them under the bus. Hey, hey, you know, hey. he, he has supported Bryant when he was getting bad rep. He's, he's always been a Tony Roma guy. Uh, even this running back now that's leading us in the NFL, he's always been in his player's corner. And I think when you, even if at that level, even at the NFL level, if you've got a coach that stands up for you, 
uh, in adversity, then you're going to play a little bit harder for him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and um, and and when we look at the guys that have that have been there, Harbaugh's brother uh, with the Ravens, uh, he he has always kept a, a very uh, mild demeanor, you know. Um, and and when we look at um, people like um, Tom Coughlin, you may see him uh, yell at one of his players, or even get a little angry at one of his players, but. When it comes down to it, he's he's always pretty much pushing it back on him. He's he's being responsible for his program, never really throwing his guys under the bus, and and you don't really see him. He's the same Tom Coughlin he was in Jacksonville as he is right now in Sanford, and um in in New York with the Giants. And coach, now they they look they're starting to kind of get creepy good again, uh, with uh, Eli starting to kind of understand this new offensive coordinators uh ideas i think uh they might make a, another run again well you know i tried to tell you this when it all started you know as soon as we're about to throw the dirt on tom coughlin he <laughs> always pushes it to the side and rises up for the occasion and i don't i don't see anything different this year um, tom coughlin is going out on his terms and i'm not so sure he's going to leave this year you know, I think if he has a winning season, he's probably going to go out, um, come back for another season, which won't probably won't be good. But I really see the Giants. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. And we know, even though I talk good about Jason Garrett and how well his calm demeanor has helped this program, we know what's going to happen with the Cowboys around playoff time. Well, and, and you're probably right, Coach, but uh... – I just don't see the Giants being able to hold it together to be – I don't think three teams will come out of that division to go to the playoffs. And I think the Eagles are still head and shoulders better than everybody in that league. I'm not so sure about the Eagles being head and shoulders better than everybody else in that division. And, 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 and we're hearing some, um, hearing some complaints from them about their coach and how he's handling things. But um, I, I, I'm not so sure, and I think when it, when it, when the dust settles, I think the Giants are going to be somewhere around the top of that division. Hey guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back with more sports information after these messages. flagship station for sports voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on kwame lassiter's sports talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? 
Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, you know some really good NFL games going on over the weekend. I mean, well, I agree, hey, Coach. You know, the Giants came in, went to uh, Washington and, and pretty much just laid the hammer down on the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins never really got into it. 45-14, and just when we thought Kirk Cousins was going to take this job from Robert, hey, he, he let us down. Yeah, he gave it back. You're right. Yeah, he gave the Coach, job back to Robert. Coach, but now look at teams like, you know, I really didn't think uh, – that there was a way in the world, the way Atlanta played against Tampa, that uh, Minnesota had a chance again. But Minnesota spanked them. Yeah, you're right. You know, this, and, this and, poor and, kid looked awful, awful good. Yeah, and and Matt Castle is is out for the season, and and it looked like this is going to be um, Bridgewater's team now. You know, and I, I think I think he can do some th- some things with this team, even though he did sprain his ankle in the game. Um, because I, I he think, was 19 for 30 and 317 yards, and he didn't have any interceptions. Yeah. That's why he was so successful, I think, uh, when he was in college. He didn't beat himself. He, he, he never really beat himself, Coach. You know, you never saw this kid have three interceptions in a game. And, um, and I, I, I really think that um, – that Bridgewater is going to be the answer for um, for the Vikings, and and he could be a franchise quarterback for them. I, I I think they got a steal in the draft from him. And when we look back at this thing three years from now, when we look at Johnny Football, and we look at Blake Bortles, and we look at this kid Bridgewater, we're probably going to say, hey, wow, this kid Bridgewater is better than all three of them. Yeah, there was a steal, like you said. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a steal. Yep. So I'm, I'm wishing him a lot of luck, and um, I think he's going to come back after after his very first win in the NFL. I don't think a sprained ankle is going to keep him off the field next week. Oh no sure. way! 
Oh, no way. Well, Coach, you know, the Bills finally decided to bench uh, E.J. Manuel and uh, start Kyle Ordner. Uh, what do you well, think about that? You know, Kyle Orton has, he's a journeyman in the NFL, and uh, E.J. Manuel has, has had some struggles. You know, um, even though he he's a, a first-round pick, uh, a lot of people questioned whether he was a first-round caliber uh, quarterback when they took him in the first round. Um, he's now, proven some people. The only wondering, though, Coach, is, you know, that, like this past week, they lost to the Houston Texans. But, you know, here he is playing against the guy that he replaced. And uh, he was 21 for 20, uh, 44, and he had two interceptions. But, you know, they're still 2-2. Two and two, And the Bills, I don't think anybody thought they'd be 2-2 two and two now. Whereas everybody's been kind of surprised. Houston is 3-1, and one, and everybody's saying, hey, what? What is this about? I, I would agree with you, Coach. And, um, and if there was... Any team that that would have made E.J. Manuel look bad or if you would expect the Texans to beat anyone, it would have been the Bills because uh, the guy Fitzpatrick was the Bills quarterback. He knows right. the ins and outs of that locker room. He knows he knows the ins and outs of their offense. He knows who who's capable on third down, first down. He just has so much knowledge of this team. So if if he was gonna if EJ Manuel was gonna have a bad game against anybody, I would I would think that it would be um uh the Texans because the Texans are starting their their old quarterback. Now coach, what about the Dolphins? They're two and two, and Tannehill looked pretty good Sunday. Well, you know, um, Coach, when when people start threatening to take your job or threatening to put you on a bench, um, that's usually um, start a little fire under your feet. And I think it definitely started a little fire under his feet. And uh, and I think I think he played better because of it. You know, it was a lot of oh, talk in South Florida that they were going to bench him and. Um, you know, um, he he's not what they thought he was going to be. And I think and it helped you know, him. And this Lamar Miller kid uh, had two rushing touchdowns. You know, um, Coach, I've, I've said this many times before that, that Lamar Miller, he he really is just like a rookie in the league now. Because, I mean, this is his second year in, in the league, but trust me, he was he was a pup coming out of coming out of college. Um, he only played two years at the University of Miami. He was a redshirt sophomore when he left, so uh, he he just didn't have a whole lot of experience. A lot of talent, but not a lot of experience, and a whole lot of speed. I mean, breakaway speed. Well, I, I think uh, the Dolphins are going to surprise a lot of people this season. I might be wrong, but I, you know. Uh, and, of course, the Ravens, who I thought weren't going to be very good, spanked Carolina pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Steve Smith said, hey, this is my house. Well, maybe my yeah. old house. But yeah. Steve Smith hey, let him know, man. Hey, I, I'll come here and beat you. Right. I still got a little, I still got a little something in the tank. Seven receptions for 39 yards. But, you know, we still got to look at Cam Newton and look at his numbers and got to wonder – 
what's really going on with Cam Newton. And if you ever been, if you ever had a back injury or a rib injury, you know how difficult it is to perform at your highest level with those kind of injuries. And I think we're looking at a guy that's just just performing. He's not performing at his highest level. And and and, and without a question, um, he misses Steve Smith. Seven reception, 139 yards, two TDs. Man, yeah. Cam Newton only could wish for something like that on his side of the ball. Yeah. And i tell you what, uh, it's one of those kind of things is where, you know, you're sitting on those sidelines, and I bet you that coach is saying, what in the world we think in getting rid of this guy? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yep. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, this kid, Kevin Benjamin, he still continues to be the best receiver for Cam Newton, and, and he's a rookie out of Florida State. Uh, five receptions, seventy-six yards, and he and he did have one TD, but that's a lot of pressure to be putting on a rookie. And uh, we're looking at a guy like Steve Smith. Um, hey, you know, it's, um, he's 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 a true veteran. You know, been around the league for a long time. Well, coach, what's going to happen with? Uh... The Jets, uh, you know, Detroit, you know, beat them. You know, they're three and one, uh, and they beat them. Uh, it wasn't a blowout by any means. It was a good game, but uh, is Geno Smith the guy? And uh, I mean, he had one touchdown, but he had one interception, and he was seventeen of thirty-three. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see how uh, Ryan keeps his job if they keep losing. I don't. I don't see how he keeps his job either. Um, you know, you know, you know. Uh, Rex Ryan's brother came out last year and said, you know, if he got when he got fired, he said he'll have a job within the next eight hours. He'll have a job, and it wasn't eight hours, but it wasn't long after that he did have a job. And and I really feel the same way about Rex Ryan. I I really feel like um, when when the Jets do fire him. And and we all know that New York is not an easy place to, to make a living at at, at at that profession. You know, just ask Tom Coughlin. You know, he's he's been on the verge of being fired every year almost in New York. But I, I really think Rex Ryan is going to be a, a a good candidate for another job if he is released from this job. And I'm not so sure that uh, Michael Vick won't start this week or won't find some playing time this week after uh, Gino throws another interception and um and he has a tendency to throw some bad interceptions on um, Geno Smith. One's in the yeah. end zone or one's in the red kid. zone. Well I mean, coach I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but you know, I don't think you know I don't think he was that great a college player and I think if he develops it you know, it's hard to develop when you're playing on a losing team. It is hard to develop, but a quarterback is expected to change everything. I mean, he, he they expect him to change the, the winning atmosphere there. And um, I think that's that's asking a lot for him. But I'm not so sure Michael Vick is the answer. Um, I'm no, just no, not no, so I don't sure think so either. he is. Michael but, Vick uh, might be able to come in and win a game, might be able to come in and win two. And if he, win, if he comes in and wins two games – Oh, he's a starter for the rest of the season, and Geno Smith might even be looking for another team next year. Well, I think if the kid had some experience, could sit on the bench and watch Michael play and, you know, kind of perfect his game, 
I think would make a world of difference for the kid. Well, that that coach, that could have uh, should have happened the, last year, but it didn't, Coach. The the Green Bay uh, kind of rectified, you know, kind of got themselves back on track by beating Chicago because uh, Aaron Rodgers, who hadn't been looking great, was twenty two for out of twenty eight with four touchdowns, no interceptions, and this Lacy kid. The head coach there kind of put it on him uh, last week on a news interview that he hadn't been running that well. Well, he he still didn't run great for average, but he ran 17 times and had a touchdown, and that gave Aaron uh, just enough, I guess, relief so that he could find somebody like Randall Cobb, who was seven out of uh, uh, seven receptions out of 113 yards and two TDs. And on the other side, Jay Cutler. Uh, you know, he he was 22 for 34, uh, but he had, with his two touchdowns, he had two interceptions. So, uh, I don't know. That that whole conference is going to be kind of strange. Green Bay is 2-2. Two and two, uh, Chicago's 2-2. Two and two, Detroit's 3-1. and one, So, we'll see. We see how that all plays out. Yeah, we will see, Coach. And, uh, you know, this, this guy, Brandon Marshall, is is injured. He's not he's not playing at his highest level right now. Um he was only targeted six times. But and my biggest you can tell concern the guy's not 100%. Yeah, he he's not 100%. But my biggest concern is the same concern I've had for this with this team for years. And it's Jay Cutler. You know, at one point you he was he's he's shown telling the crowd in Chicago to relax. Relax, you know, and and I guess that's one of my problems with him. He always looks so relaxed. I mean, he never looks like it's nothing urgent about him. And if you ever been involved in a football game, there are going to be points in a game, times in a game where there is urgency. You may not show it on your face, but your expressions and your and your body language is saying, "Hey, it's some urgency going on here." I just never see the urgency with Jay Cutler. And I'm not so sure that um, that he's the quarterback that's going to take take uh, take the Bears to where they want to go. And I can almost guarantee you that Mark Tressman will be getting a quarterback in this this year's NFL draft. Well, if he's still there, uh, I hope he does because I think Jay's had his shot. And if he doesn't do it this year, <coughs> he may need to go somewhere else or just get out of the league. Coach, what yeah. about Tampa? Beating uh, the Steelers. I mean, no, not Tampa. Um, the Bucks beating the Steelers. Yeah, Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Steelers, coach. And um, uh, wow, wow. And and I, I guess when I look at this game, what I what I really thought about the most was um, this this kid Glennon, the quarterback, and um, he came in off the bench and not off the way he started this game. Because last week, McGowan, he, he got hurt. Well, right. last year and the year before that, this, this was Glennon's team. And I actually thought I, I saw improvements every year and every week from that young man. And I thought it was unfair when Lovey Smith came in and brought his boy in from that, that had been in Chicago last year and had played up under him when he was a coach at Chicago. Uh, I thought it was a little unfair for them to take the job from Glennon, who had been the starter for two years. But I'm not so sure 
that McCowan is going to get that job back because I think um, I think Glennon is 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 ready to be the starter. I think he's going to hold it down, and uh, and he might even win a few more games for Tampa because they probably have two of the best um, wide receiver tantrum uh, uh, tantrums in the, in the league right now, and I'm talking about um, Vincent Jackson and Mike and- Evans. For the Tampa Bay, um, wide, those wide receivers, Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. Uh, I was yep. thinking uh, that this, this Lewis Murphy Jr. kid had six receptions for ninety-nine yards. You know, he was he was pretty good third receiver. You know, Sunday himself. He is a good receiver, very good receiver out of the University of Florida. So I'm sure he's happy to be close to home. Yeah, yep. well, what's going to happen to the Steelers if they lose too many more? Well. Uh, Will the coach there stay keep his job? You know, coach, um, I, I'm I'm not so sure. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have never ever fired a coach. Uh, however, um, that could all change um, if if Tomlin doesn't get his act together. And um, losing to Tampa Bay after they had beat no one this year was was not a good thing for him. You know, no, even though the Steelers I think are two and two, thought that they were going to end up being three and one. After they beat Tampa, I mean, I did. I thought that was what was going to happen, and it didn't. It didn't happen at all. In fact, uh, if anything, they, you know, like they, you know, pretty well stuck it up. Coach, I'm going to tell you, uh, the Saints have let me down. They're three, one and three, and the Cowboys, who we we'd kind of like we said earlier in the show, everybody was throwing dirt on at the after the first week. Uh, Tony Romo was 22-29, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And DeMarco Murray, the leading rusher in the NFL, 24 carries for 149 yards and two touchdowns and averaging 6.2 a carry. That's pretty impressive, Dave. And and when you look at it, Tony Romo's not having to do a whole lot. You know, Des Bryant is going to get his. You know he's going to get his. But Tony Romo's not having to do a lot. Only 29 passes. You know, 29 passes, three TDs, no interceptions. And he was only sacked once. You know, I think, I think, I think Tony Romo, if they can keep him upright, I think they're going to be all right. But like I said earlier, Coach, we know that, Late in the season, the Dallas Cowboys have a tendency to um to just to, to, to fall off. Yeah, to self destruct. Yeah. Well, yep. you know, I, you know, I don't know, Coach. You know, it's just like uh, everything else. You know, this Terrace Williams actually had a much better game than uh, Dez. I don't know if New Orleans was doubling Dez, and and that's why this this Terrence Williams kid had six receptions for seventy seven yards and two TDs. Yeah, uh, and he hurt. He hurt. Uh, and 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 he's a good-looking receiver too. He he's a big guy that really goes up and gets the ball. And you know, and Jason Witten is still a grinder. He's still every week you're gonna find him doing the same thing. Probably catching one touchdown. Um, some key receptions. He was five for sixty-one. You know, uh, I, I think the Cowboys got some weapons on offense, and if they can keep, like I said, Romo upright. I think they're going to have a good season, and 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 hopefully they'll save um, um, Jason Garrett's job. That 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 would be a big thing for me if they can save his job. But you know, Coach, um, the Jaguars still have not won a game. San Diego Chargers three and one, just steamrolling that division. 
Um, I I think they they could be a team that's gonna. I know they're gonna make the playoffs. San Diego San Diego always finds a way to make the playoffs and win a playoff game. But the Jaguars, coach, are they gonna be the lone team without a victory? They are they gonna be that team? I don't think so, coach. I think there'll be somebody they'll sneak up on because they this Bowles kid. Uh, he, he's gonna be uh, a good one eventually. And I think as the season progresses, they keep playing him. Uh, I think he's got a shot at being a pretty good quarterback in this league. You know, if he had better, you know, I mean, uh, this guy Clay Harbert, I never even heard of him. But he, he's the guy who caught all the passes this weekend for him. He got eight receptions for 69 yards, but no TDs. But Bortles was uh, 29 out of 37 for 253 and a touchdown but he had those two interceptions. Yeah, and he was playing probably um, a Hall of Famer in Phillip Rivers. You know, I think oh, Phillip yeah. Rivers is oh, going to have oh, numbers yeah. to, to, to get a peek at the Hall of Fame. Uh, and, and, and trust me, if there's if there's a winner at quarterback, um, that guy Phillip Rivers, I'd have to throw him in that category. He is definitely a winner. And he's a tough guy, too. Yeah, Coach, he's. He's got a linebacker mentality. They always said that about him when he was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, still when we look at that quarterback position, we always got to think about him and Eli Manning. Eli Manning yeah. got two Super Bowls. Philip Rivers still looking for that Super Bowl. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back with more college football. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, let's talk a little bit about this college football. You know, um, the number one team in the nation, Florida State, won. Struggle, 50, Coach. Struggle. 56-14. 
And I and I'm sure I'm sure they're saying we won. You know, the final score is fifty six fourteen. And you're gonna have some of those kind of victories um in the run of a season. That that's without a doubt. I hope this is Florida State's last one like that. Because if they continue to run like this, um, they're not gonna keep getting off so lucky. No, coach, and they're gonna find somebody out there. I mean, uh NC State is not uh one of those top ranked teams and I, I agree with you totally. I think eventually uh they're gonna end up uh going into that locker room at the end of the game with a loss. Hey I think that's and, gonna happen. And um and Jameis Winston, who has to have a lot on his mind, um, he went 26 of 38 for 365, four TDs, but he also had two interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. And, Coach, I watched a lot of that game, and he he definitely didn't look good to me. I mean, uh, at times he was real indecisive, and uh, he's not playing with the same degree of, sharpness he did last year, I don't think. I, right. he I, I'm beginning to believe that off-the-field stuff is starting to affect him. Yeah, I think it's catching up with him too, Coach. And he doesn't look relaxed. And uh, He almost looks like he's he's in a panic or or just almost kind of like frantic when he, when he talks in his conversation, when you hear him talking in uh, in interviews. It's, it's, it's not, not a real relaxed um, person that, you, that you're dealing with. And, and that stuff has to eventually catch up with you uh, after going through everything that he's been, he's been going through. Well, you know, and uh, rightfully or wrongfully, uh, it's happened. And, you know, you're wondering if, in fact, uh, he's, you know, he's going to uh, uh, be able to keep them uh, number one. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder if he's going to be able to keep them at that position. And when we looked at the kid that played while he was suspended, if he has to play to maintain that number one spot, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, but when we look at um, the Auburn Tigers, coach, they played um, Louisiana Tech, and um, they beat them 45-13. It was never a competition. Um, so I, I really think Auburn has to be in that mix. They're looking around there at that number five spot. But, you know, you got you to gotta think that they still have a chance at the number five spot because – we're talking about Florida State slipping up, but it might be Alabama who slips up, or it might be Oregon who slips up, or it might be Oklahoma who slips up. Uh, all of those are in very tough conferences, and I think if Auburn can just hold on, being in the division that they're in, they're going to be able to uh, make some noise when it comes down to the playoffs. Well, Coach, you know somebody that's staying kind of under the radar, it's not getting a lot of votes, that I, I watched a little bit of them on tape the other day, is Nebraska? Nebraska's five and zero, coach. Yeah, Nebraska's five and zero, but you know, and and they just haven't had enough in recent years. They just they they they, they seem to collapse at the end of the season. The coach is going through some turmoil with the fans and um, saying some some horrible things in, in interviews that was recorded when he wasn't when he didn't think they were being recorded. I, I think all of that stuff um, carries carries some some weight. Um, 
it wouldn't surprise me if if Nebraska is in the top ten late in the season, but I don't think it's they're gonna ever they're gonna they're not gonna be in a position to to make it into the playoffs this year. However, Texas A and M squeaked out a victory over Arkansas in overtime, and this was a good game. Uh, the final score was thirty five twenty eight Texas A and M, and Texas A and M is that six ranked team coach who's who's right there on the bubble. You know, now two people would probably have to would have to lose for them to make it into the playoffs. But hey, they're right there, Coach. You got in the in the Western Conference, the Southeastern Conference. Alabama's undefeated. Auburn's undefeated. Ole Miss is undefeated. Mississippi State's undefeated. And like you said, Texas A and M's undefeated. Yeah, five and zero. <coughs> yep, five and zero. So hey, it's it's I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it's some, it's some, it's it's a good opportunity for uh, for Texas A and M to make a move. But coach, um, probably to me, one of the best games of the week was um was that Missouri South Carolina game. Um, yeah, it was South, a good game, coach. And, and, and I and I, I just don't think South Carolina has a quarterback to uh, to take them where they want to go. Uh, I, I I know that um that the old ball coach has to be a little bit disappointed. In, oh, in yeah. his in his quarterback, because they've won eleven games two years or three years in a row, and I don't see it happening now, Coach. They're three and two. They got, uh, you know, they've got, uh, you know, in in their conference in the Southeastern Conference, they're they're, you know, they've got two losses now. They've lost to A and M, and they've lost to Mizzou. Yeah. And and uh, and hey, like I said, the old ball coach, he's not happy, and I just don't see them having a the quarterback that that he needs to um, to run the kind of offense he's running. Now, you know, we talked about coaches and and their age. You know, Steve Spurrier, he has to be getting up there <laughs> a little bit, and um and I'm sure I'm sure he's he's about ready to to uh, hang it up. Yeah. I don't know, Coach. I know this is that, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he, I know he's older than me. Uh, yeah, he's 70 years He'll two. be 70 years old on his birthday. He'll be how old? 70. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was that much older than me. Yeah. But, uh, well, anyway, uh, you know, it's probably time for him to head on down the road unless he, he just loves it so much he didn't want to stop. But, uh, Coach, he's, they're three and two. Um, two and two in the conference, and so I don't know uh, where they're going with it. I, you know, Mizzou's the, the only one on that side of the Southeastern Conference that's uh, undefeated in the conference, and so uh, you know, uh, it, it's still up to if somebody can knock them off. It could be a wild one at the end to see who gets gets that side of the. Southeastern Conference because the Gators are one and one, Georgia's one and one, even Kentucky is one and one. Yeah, yeah, and and hey, and trust me, the Southeastern Conference, um, they get a lot of clout for just being who they are, the Southeastern Conference. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like you know, LSU lost, and they're young, but they're they're uh, you know they're four and one. On the year, uh, Arkansas almost beat 
you know, we're talking about it, uh, almost, almost pulled off the upset. And so they're 0 and 2 and 3 and 2 in the, in overall, but A&M, Mississippi State, Mississippi, Auburn, and Alabama, they're going to have some tough games in the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all are going to be undefeated very much longer. I mean, Alabama has got to go and win this week. Auburn's got to win this week. And I'm not sure Ole Miss doesn't scare somebody or knock somebody off. Oh, I'm, I'm not so sure either, Coach. And I'm, and my prediction, Coach, is if Mississippi State ends up in the, you know, one or two in the West Conference, that coach will go somewhere and be a head coach somewhere bigger than Mississippi State because he's done it. He's, he's gotten them to be respectable. And when he went in and beat the Tigers like they did in, in, uh, at, in Baton Rouge and then they keep on winning, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't get an offer from somebody big. Yeah, you, you're right, Coach. You're right. You know, uh, this week, the number two team uh, on Thursday, uh, Oregon takes on Arizona. And I, I think this is, you know, Oregon is, 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 is a high-powered team. Um, I really think they're going to go in there. Uh, Arizona's going to come there and, and probably getting ready to take a big one. Um, I just don't see them being able to stop Oregon. That's going to happen on Thursday night. And Oregon didn't play last week. Well, Arizona's still undefeated, Coach. Yeah. And, and, they, and they've looked pretty good uh, the couple of times I've seen them. And I'm not sure Oregon is the team everybody thinks it is. I, and I might be wrong. You know, they may uh, go in there. You know, uh, that is the first time in a while that I've seen that I felt like the Pacific, you know, the uh, coast, uh, they've got some good playing team. I mean, uh, you're looking at, uh, UCLA is undefeated. Arizona's undefeated. Um, you know, uh, Oregon, of course, we, we're talking about them being ranked like they are. Uh, they're undefeated. But now even, even California and, and Stanford only have one loss. Uh, Washington only has one loss. They're four and one. And so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting at the end of the season. To see he comes out of that unscathed, and you know, I mean, it could happen where nobody there uh, gets a shot at the uh, uh, the playoffs. Well, it, gonna be, it, you know, it's going to be like the old Southeastern Conference has been for years. Uh, they're beat, beating each other up and knocking each other out. Yeah, and 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 um. It wouldn't surprise me if, if um, this year's Southeastern Conference Championship is just a repeat of last year, where we see Alabama and Auburn going at it. Uh, I think right now those are probably the two best teams in the Southeastern Conference. Well, I agree, the two, Coach. The, the two I, teams I, that played for last year. At all. Yeah, and, and hey, uh, I think Alabama just has enough, this, and they have enough this year with the stable of running backs that they have to, to really just – to, um, to take control it. the game. Well, yeah, coach, last year game. they controlled the game, but it wasn't enough to get them <clears throat> get them all the way through. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, coach, who is going to be the surprise team? Is there anybody coming out of the Big Ten that could be a surprise team that would get in the playoffs? You think? 
I don't see it, Coach. I think I, I think the surprise team this year is not really going to be a surprise. I think it's going to be Oklahoma. Um, right now they're sitting at, a, at the number five spot, and if they can wangle their way into one of those four spots and get in that playoffs, I think they're going to have enough, and I think Stoops has enough as a coach to win this whole shebang, the very first playoff in college football history. Bob Stoops is probably going to win it. I like him. I met him before. I think he's a great Great coach, great motivator, great inspire of his team. I, I think he's he's the guy that can do it this year. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM, and we really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more sports information on the Voice America Radio. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.